That's why I'm a miner in a gold mine. That's why I'm a miner in a gold mine. The Federal Reserve is out for its own. Eyes gone blind, can't see where it's going. Charlie Munger says, What's up, guys? Welcome to the Rob Bailey Show. I got guests now. This is what I do on the show is I bring in guests. And today I brought in The Man Spot. You may know him as the guy that used to have a long beard that now doesn't have a long beard and always has at least 50 guns in his car, truck. It's typically how it works, yeah. Yeah, why do you have so many guns in your truck? The question is why wouldn't you have That's a better question. See, that's what we're here for is the, the good questions. Not my questions, the reverse questions. You know, the best way to answer a question is with a question. That's not true. Are you sure? I think some wise men say I'm that not prepared for this podcast. You're way faster than I. I need to drink my coffee. All right, drink up, buttercup. Show them what you have. You know what? You're, you know, this is a trip. I have shot. traditional, this is American. You're supporting local American people. made local female coffee brewers. I know. You're, you're doing better than I am. Yeah. Maybe it's because you've lived here in Montana longer than I have. You know, in your heart, though, you've lived here a while. I have. I you know, have. You're, you are more Montana than me. After I saw your property, I'm not going to, I won't tell them too many details because I know the government's probably trying to find you. <laughs> they keep sending those helicopters out. <laughs> the Chinooks have been over. Holy over. shit. The directions you gave me to your house. Those are old school directions. They are. I mean, you were like, hey, there's a, a plethora, weird word you used, a plethora of mailboxes to your right. And then you were like, and then. Give them, give them a little context. Miles. So. Context. <laughs> so, all right. So I, I was coming to your house, right? Yes. First of all, no address, which I love. Like, so, you, yeah. hey, man, I'll come to your house. And then you expect an address. So you, not only that, you just said, hey, I'm on this road, which is like, not everyone knows that yep, road. Yep. When you turn down this road, go left. You're going to keep going. You go, you go, when you turn down this road, you go for four miles or so. I don't want to give them directions to your house. I <laughs> specifically remember. And you're like, go this many miles. And then you're going to pass mailboxes. And then plethora, you're going to go plethora, plethora, plethora of mailboxes. mailboxes. Then you're going to turn this way. And then you're going to do this and then do this. And then you're going to see a, there's a gate left open, which is like a gate left open in Montana. You that's not good direction. Yeah, you, you don't really do that. There's a lot of gates. But then I saw your gate and then I saw you with your wild kids. <laughs> Children of the corn. Your kids no are doubt. my favorite kids. Yeah. And just running all over the place. You shirtless, sun glistening, backlit. You know, and just like follow me. This is quite the description. You, are, you, it was amazing. Are you a writer as well. It was amazing. It was an oh, amazing experience. Was, I call these directions like directions from the 1980s, 1990s without mm -hmm. internet service. You're just like, yep, yeah, you see that rock? You keep on going and mailboxes. And then when you see the big tree, the one that was struck by lightning, you take the left. It was, yeah, it was yeah. pre map quest. Yeah. We were back in time. Yeah, exactly. And then, and then, so my journey there, I'm under the impression that, like, okay, we're here. So I... We weren't there yet. <laughs> we were I, not I realized there. that I'd been driving an hour to get to your house, and I was only halfway to your house. Uh, there was another hour commute of driveway. Yeah, so, so for everybody who, uh, who 
does or doesn't know about me. Sometimes I post my life on social media and I was having a real hard time moving these containers. And uh, uh, because you know, there was the Montana flood this year. And uh, oh, yeah. because of that, a lot of water, mainly in Northern Montana, um, Yellowstone area, my property got a lot of water and one of my containers kind of fell off its blocks. And I was complaining about this on my social media and Rob was like, hey, I'm gonna come out there and help you. Not like, hey, do you need help? It was like, I'm coming. I just said I was coming. Yep, exactly. That's my dream life. Yeah, so that's that's what that's Rob's purpose was not an option. It was like, I'm coming to help your ass move up. I had to give it help. Now my, my bobcat was too small, but we're gonna fix that. Oh. Um so we we're pretty deep in here and we I don't think we've explained who you are. No, people what, love people love a story. Do. People love a story but far so, yeah, above an introduction. Now they're 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 connected now. Now they're, they've bought in. They're vested. Yeah. They know that you live in the middle of nowhere, two hours away from my house. <laughs> Holy shit. The other thing I like that you did too was, you know how I just said, I'm coming out to your house. Yeah. Uh, your kids were like, I want to ride in the back of his truck. And you were like, all right. Oh yeah. There was yeah. no like, hey, yeah. can Rob, I Rob pulls up with the truck, you know, the dually. And the mm -hmm. kids were like, we're riding in the back of the truck. I didn't even say, hey, they're riding in the back. I just lifted my kids up. There's a hay bale in the back of your truck, by your the way. Your too. kids are in charge. And yeah. then you're, you're like, you guys can sit on the hay bale. They didn't sit on the hay bale. No. No. You know what they did? What they did, because it, it was dusty as fuck. They hung onto the side and stuck their heads out in the dust. And it would like, they'd wait until their eyes get full. And then they would like wipe it like this. And then reopen their eyes. I just feel more <laughs> dust. I was like, These kids are awesome, and hence their faces covered yeah. in dirt and mud. Really, really their cool. hands dirty. And they you love know? it, dude. Yeah, they absolutely love oh, it. Oh yeah, the, every every day is an adventure with daddy out there. Really, really cool to watch. They live for that shit. Really, really cool to watch. All right, so let's go over uh, who you are and what you do. Can you even answer that? Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay, let's go. Well, it depends. Would you like the just blunt answer where I'm looking for a reaction, or the corporate answer where people are like? Let's go corporate answer followed by blunt answer. Okay. Uh, I run a digital page called the Man Spa. It is kind of like a digital magazine in which I advertise and market for different companies that would like exposure. I provide content for them in a manner which uh, reflects unto my audience in which you will be able to gauge and see the audience that you're trying to get. You'll get insights from those people and you'll be able to see how many people look at your products. So you're in that, in that respect, if you undercut you, you'd be like, Oh, he's an influencer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But you're more than an influencer. I mean, you're, you're a very good content creator. You have a very specific style and you're, I think, a lot more understanding of your audience, engaging your audience, and you provide sort of more value than a typical influencer. Yeah, and uh, obviously there's different types of influencers that are out there. Um, obviously you'll get the people who are the thirst traps. Or thirst trap? Yeah, thirst like traps. Like me? Uh, no, I wouldn't say you're a thirst trap I mean, by, kinda, by any means. No, I mean, I'm, 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 I'm <laughs> I'm going to add that to my fucking resume. Thirst trap is specifically somebody who's literally thirsting to get the attention from people and they don't care how they do it. Mainly, uh, women who love to take off their clothes, mm. you know, and the they only fans. Moms. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And they, they do it. And, uh, you know, they hustle, they make money doing it, but they just it's a very specific kind. of yeah, influencer. Yeah, exactly. It's a specific kind of influencer. And the people that basically view them, they're not people who generally spend money. Yeah, because obviously they're they're 
Instagram is free. So yeah. they're getting that content for free in us. Well, and they're showing up there for a very specific mm -hmm. reason, right? Exactly. And I think that's something I help people with their Instagram pages is like, they're like, yeah, I just don't know what to post. I'm like, well, you just need to be clear about what you're posting. Mm -hmm. Because like when I come to your page, I know I'm going to get educated a little bit about different products and like only the best products and where to get things. I'm going to be entertained and I'm, I'm and, and there is kind of like a little relationship there of what you're having with the customer, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah it's exactly. very, very clear. And I know if you started doing cooking videos, it would be very done a very specific way that I'm showing up for. And I think that, um, like I fucking love OnlyFans models. I think they're great. Big butts are fantastic. Mm -hmm. All absolutely. Um, but I think when you follow that page, you're expecting that one thing. And then next thing you know, when you're, sh when you're following that for a very specific thing, and next thing you know, you're getting like preached at about like animals rights or black lives matter or something weird. Where I'm like, Hey, I'm not, yeah. I'm here for butts, man. I, I didn't sign up here for your political views. Yeah. I signed up here for your big juicy butt. Yeah. And I think that that's something that it's like the easiest way to explain to someone how to keep your social media, like realize what people are showing up for. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying they're showing up for a butt, but if they're showing up for fucking motorcycle content or they're showing up for educational guns, like make sure you make sure you know your lane and then whatever's curated, make sure it's curated into your lane. And you do a fantastic yeah, job with that. Exactly. No, I appreciate that. And that's, That'll be one thing uh, brands will say. They'll be like, okay, well, what specifically does your brand cover and what is it about? So honestly, the man spot, when I made it, I was ready to delete social media altogether. Mm -hmm. Like I had a Facebook at the time and I hated hearing about people saying, oh, I had a bad day. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yeah, I'm done with this. And uh, my wife at the time was pregnant. She's like, well, why don't you make a uh, Instagram account? And I was like, what? What is Instagram? What is it? She's like, oh, it's it's a it's a social media page that you can follow, but the things you follow, it'll only show up in your feed of what you follow and want. Yeah. And I was like, oh, cool. So I made a page, and then I immediately started posting guns, off-roading, and people were like, oh, you like to brag, don't you? And I was like, screw these people, man. I'm going to make my own page, and it's just going to be non, like, unapologetic, and it's going to be about shit I want. So I was like, huh, it's going to be like a place where a man can go to. So I was like, oh, the man corner, the man cave, and I was like, oh, the man spot, cool. Boom, man spot. And uh, literally it was kind of like a target for women where women go to target for everything. Mm -hmm. The man spot was kind of like a corner for men where men could go I to like for that. everything. I had no idea I'd call it the man spot. I had no idea in the world that that would oh. be my name. Okay, so you were you were like almost creating like a website like uh, like or like a magazine, like you're like, like, oh, Maxim, that's mm -hmm. a magazine. Yeah, yeah. Like it'd be like you, men. you created, you know, flag nor fail. People are like, hey, flag nor fail. And they point at you and, and they're like, like flag, you are flag nor fail. And you're like, no, that's my brand, not me. Okay. Yeah. With me, I wasn't given an option. They just started calling me. So that was like, my uh, brand. Oh, I just had a funny conversation about that. You remember when Hulk Hogan had sex with, uh, that guy's wife. Oh yeah. Uh huh. And in court, he was like trying to explain that like Terry, is different than Hulk Hogan. Yes. And the, the clip about him talking about his penis. And he was like, no, 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 no. Hulk Hogan has a 12 inch cock. Terry's cock is eight inches. And it's like, wait, what the fuck? If I remember that properly, but like, yeah, it's, it's no, there's a brand. There's a brand that's different than the actual man. Yeah. But they're kind of in you're the same. sort of the yeah. same thing. yeah exactly you're in the same all right now what's the blunt version that's the corporate version with a little dialogue after oh man it's just like i influence guns people are like whoa what because they're influence guns they're taken back they're like what you're an influencer but guns. that's why that's why we like, put a gun right here 
Just, just, we're also keeping an eye on Show, Showcasing, yeah. Well, we want to make sure it also doesn't do it, anything. It doesn't go off. You do not have permission to shoot hey. anybody gun. We have a gun on the table, people, if you can't see. Where's the video? Okay. We just want to show, We, you know, it's we're scientists. <laughs> we want to make sure that if that motherfucker's left alone, he doesn't do anything he's weird. He's at the pedestal hey. once in a while. Let him, Keep him let calm. Let him know he's safe. Keep him calm. Safe place. You're in safe a safe place. zone. You have a lot of past oh, trauma. Shit. You're in a safe place right now. Um, brought one. You probably have a lot more in your truck. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good. Yeah. Last time I was pulled over, actually, an officer. How does saying, that go when you get pulled over? Well, it depends because I used to have a big, you know. Here's, old... let's, do, let's do the conversation. All right. All right. Excuse me, sir. License and registration. Oh. You're, I... you're yourself. I'm oh, okay. Cop. I don't know if you can tell I'm a cop right now. Oh, yeah. But, so License I'm... and registration. Sometimes, asshole. sometimes like, do you, do, you, do you know who I am? I don't know who you are. Well, you see the big flag on top of me, right? Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes cops will pull me over because they want a selfie or a pic. Oh, hey. Sorry, okay. I don't, I don't know who you are. Let me get the insurance. I don't know who you are. You do social media? Hey. Do you do social media? Hey, you're talking no. awfully fast, son. You got a taillight out, too. I, of course I do, but I'm just asking, do, do you know who I am? Do you no. have social media? Who are you? This is a... All right, let me, Wait, give, you my, let me give my, my license, okay? Okay, right, here's, here's, my, here's my license. Oh, so uh, Vaughn. Yeah, yeah. So, so, you, so you don't have social media. You don't have kids? Do you live in kids. a cave? I have kids, yeah. You like, you like guns. What, what are you carrying right now? Hey. No, what are you carrying this right now? This isn't about me. Is that issued? Is that issued from the station? Wait, you just overwhelmed cops with questions. What gun do you have there, man? No, that's that's part of the thing. Like really? cops aren't used to people being that blunt, being like, "What kind of a gun are you carrying?" Is that standard, or are you able to pick your own style? So where's the conversation go after that? Oh, dude, well, look, I obviously tell them, you know, I love guns. I uh, I'm, I'm patriot because there's a huge American flag, mm -hmm. obviously, up in my truck. So that brings their guard down. He, they're like, ah, oh, he's he's one of us. He's mm -hmm. one of us. Some people do watch my stuff because, like, Mike the cop. Huge uh, social media uh, cop, or at least he used to be a yeah. cop, and him and I have done videos together. So there was a video where I got pulled over by him, and I pull out probably 50 different guns, mm -hmm. literally, and we walk through. And then end of the skit, sir, you just pulled into California. None of these are compliant. So, you know, so that that got, I think, over 300 million views, that Jesus video alone. Christ. So cops of cops all yeah yeah. They, yeah so a lot of them have seen that if not they've heard about it so generally i always uh uh related to that in some aspect because who wants a ticket not me no because uh you know we're still open. so the conversation goes yeah so the, and then you and then by that time your friend so when yeah you're like, hey, he man, comes back and, he's, and i'm like so oh my yeah. back seat <laughs> i have a i do have a gun officer just want to let you know and uh, the last time I got pulled over, he's like, oh, yeah, how many do you have? And I was like, I don't know, I think probably seven. And he was, and at that point, I think he couldn't tell if I was joking or serious. And he was like, really? And, uh, and he was like, how, how come, uh, you know, so few? And I was like, hey, that's another great question, sir. You leave that interaction with a friendship. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Every time. It's not what I do. I just apologize. I'm really, man, I am so sorry. Well, you know, depending on what mood I'm in, too, I'll even talk to the officer and I'll be like, you do know that even having this driver's license is a violation of our rights. Oh, yeah. And, you're then, pretty, and, then, and then they're like, what? You're pretty far. Oh, yeah. Pretty far yeah. Out and then I'll tell them and then I'll tell them about a case that's still open in Detroit. It's been open for over 30 years about a guy who got pulled over, didn't have a driver's license, took it way back to the constitutional days where anybody has the right to travel along the public roads without having to pay for a license. 
So the only people who should actually have to pay for a license are people who are making money off the roads. So that would be truck drivers and taxi drivers because they're actually making a living on the roads. So everybody else has a right to travel along the public roads without paying anything. I mean, yeah, we should be able to take a test to say we know how to drive a motorized vehicle, but to have to pay for a license every single, you know, four years, that's completely unconstitutional. See, I like you about the constitution. You're one of those dudes. Oh, dude, I throw down. I've thrown down with police chiefs before talking about taxes and you're like, well, how are we going to pay for, you know, uh, police and firemen? I'm like, do you know that we were able to pay for police and firemen before we taxed the shit out of the American people? I was like, do you know what tariffs are? And this is a police chief thinking the only way he's getting his salary is by taxing the shit out of us. Yeah. And I'm like, no, tariffs should be the way that we pay. And that's how we used to pay for an army, policemen, firemen, uh, public and city officials. I mean, this is the way it's always been done. And, and even property taxes. I'm like, that's heranous to be charged with property taxes. And that's something that started off in World War One. It was supposed to be a temporary thing to pay for the war. But then when the war was over, they're like, well, look at all this money. This is great. So you're saying... You don't like the direction. I fucking like, dude. We need to tighten that up, aim it towards your face. Sorry if you can't hear me. No, it's fine. We can hear you. Employed. There we go. There we go. We're good. I just want to make sure they're, they're hearing what you're saying. Okay, yeah. The bars you're putting down, bro. Okay. The bars? Yeah. Bars? Are, that's a rap term. Oh, okay. I don't know if you knew, but... You're a rapper. No, I'm not a rapper. I'm not. Um, huh. So I went down a rabbit hole. We here. did. We Anyways, did. So, and so I sometimes when I do talk to police officers about this, they have no idea. What so you're saying, is. you're telling me that you're possibly not too happy with the direction of things right now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, for sure. You're saying you don't think we should be taxed this much? No. I'm, I mean, I've even thought of a point just being like, no, I'm not going to pay my property taxes. And then obviously when they send a banker to put up whatever, you know, that's the, the, the crazy thing about like, the crazy boom. thing about property. Cause I'm like buying so much more property and everything now. And the crazy thing is it's like, you don't actually even own it. No, you don't. It's a, it, it, it's a rent. Or if you inherit it, <laughs> mm -hmm. like you inherit whatever, you know, generation after generation, all of a sudden it's like, well, that's why all the farmers are getting fucking rocked right now is because you have this farm that like isn't really worth fucking $5 million, but all of a sudden it's worth technically $5 million and you're sitting on 40 to a hundred acres mm -hmm. and these kids are inheriting and be like, well, I can't make these numbers. Yeah. And they, they don't know the game of like how the government will actually pay these kids, these farmer kids to not farm. So a lot of them are just like, Oh, dad did this. I don't know how to do this. And it just hasn't been taught to them. So it's like crazy how things have changed. Which I wonder what you plan. So I had, a, I had a really long conversation about this this morning. I have, you know, probably the same thing as you. A very casual conversation on my car ride to work. And then next thing you know, it went into like how it's an attack on masculinity and confusing everyone about their gender. And because we were talking about the fact that like I'm not vegan anymore. Mm -hmm. Right. And uh, which, hey, congratulations. Thanks, man. Thanks, man. So I was I was vegan for reasons right my reasons and then i think at one point in time honestly the election it was the election right mm -hmm. so um when the election came around all the vegan pages i followed turned very fucking liberal and they were like abortion and right away i was like wait wait, wait, wait. this is not what i signed up for wait, wait wait if we're if we're vegan and we want to save life why are we pro-abortion it does it just right away it doesn't make sense and i realized that like oh it's an identity fucking thing mm -hmm. it's not actually about like 
but yeah, do I think animals should be tortured? One, no, fuck no, dude. Should I think they should be uh, harvested or killed at the rate that they're killed? No, because we don't need that much fucking food, right? Mm -hmm. um, and I started to step back and I was like, why, why is all this happening, right? Like, I'm sort of buying the fake meat thing. And like, well, what about meat grown in the lab? And I'm like, no, that's, we're headed in a weird direction. So I really took a step back and like reevaluated what the fuck was going on and like, what was I caught up in and things like that. And um, uh, so I was just talking this morning about like how that movement and like questioning everything. Like I went back to me and my feel fucking awesome. Feel fucking great. Feels natural. My body digests it great. Which by the way, so side note, you being as big as you were being vegan when we first met, I was like, how the fuck is, how can he maintain? That's that uh, so just, just a lot of protein powder, like a I, lot of protein powder. I was blown away. A lot of protein powder, TRT. Mm -hmm. I mean, small doses of TRT, but like, I don't know, my body, my body, it didn't really change much over the course of time, over the course of whatever, five or six years, I did feel like I was, I felt like more things were starting to fall apart. Yeah. So like my back was getting worse. Uh, a, a little bit of brain fog was getting worse. Like I'm not, I wasn't sure. And that's why, that's why another reason I started adding things back in, like just eggs and things like that. Be like, I don't know. Like, I feel like I need a more well-rounded. Is that so hard when Dana would just have like this big juicy steak? So she wouldn't do that. She like respected oh, me. Wow. And, like, would, wow. Would, Damn. Yeah. That's a good one. She, there, did. Bro. <laughs> she did good. She did good. Um, well, yeah, so we were having a conversation this morning, and I was talking about um, that, and they were just saying about, like, confusing people, um, encouraging people to almost question everything, mm -hmm. uh, and, and fight against things that are just truly natural, time to figure things out, gender, fucking all these different, gender, even gender roles, uh, fucking everything, right? Yeah. And then taxing the fuck out of us, and how, like, a weak, just creating such a weak society... And seeing the trajectory of it this morning and, and talking, and whenever I get caught up in that conversation, I just get really bummed out. Because I don't see, I don't see the window. I don't see the light at the end of the tunnel. No. Like, because see, seeing the younger, like seeing your kids, and that's why I started like talking about your kids is like, it made me so fucking happy, dude. And like seeing my brother's kids and kids playing in the fucking dirt and like being raised, like just cool, right? Taking risks, figuring things out, like, um, not being groomed, manipulated in a certain direction, just letting kids be fucking kids and, and learn how to hurt themselves and fall down and get dirty and play sports and do whatever the fuck. But then realizing that like the general public is the kids are the generation that's coming up that like when I'm 60 is going to be fucked up Oh, it's with the masks, with yep. all that shit. So I guess my, my question is for you is what, what's your take and what's your, uh, what are you going to do? Well, at the end of the day, I mean, hence I'm in Montana. So, you know, I'm a, uh, you know, conspiracy theories now are like, oh, these are, th this is truth. This yes. is truth yeah. that now. So I used to get into these rabbit holes of uh, looking up these conspiracy theories. And at the end of every single one, because I, I just call myself a seeker of truth. Yeah. Not like a conspiracy theorist. I'm a seeker of truth. I just seek after the truth, raw truth. Everything I've learned and how I was raised and indoctrinated, I completely am just like, okay, everything I've learned, I have to take that as a grain of salt. Could be true, could be not. So I kind of try to mentally unlearn everything I think I know. And then when I learn about a conspiracy theory or something, I'll go into it so deep. And after each one, I get so depressed because I'm like, oh my gosh, 
nothing is what it seems. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Like we're and we could get into different uh we could get into different civilizations and all those things of the world powers and everything and how they've all followed a different theme and everything along those lines and how they control and manipulate the people along those, including us, the American people. It's just in a different, uh, just in a different way. And it's just crazy. So anyways, at the end of each one, I get extremely depressed and I'm like, what can I do to ensure happiness of myself and my family? And the answer is no matter how fucked up the world gets or our society, if I can get some land in the middle of nowhere and make a special haven for my kids, they can at least escape and be somewhere where they know there's peace, tranquility, back to like the roots of God, of nature, animals, because animals are just, you know, being out that far, they're just wild animals, you know? So you really learn about the core roots of, you know, what's, uh, you know, our world is so that's what i decided i was like no matter how bad the world gets if i can have a place where my kids can just have a haven then i did my part even if my little part of my family is just get the property get it set up and die i at least set up something for my kids to have a special haven away from the world um because you can control your own happiness out there you know, if you live in an inner city and, you know, just like we saw in Seattle where they make their own little village, you know, what what was that called? Uh, Chad? Yeah, Chad. It almost seemed like it was a joke name. Oh, it really does. Like, because you know? if I started a, if I started a city, like, if you and I teamed up, right, and we were like, <laughs> this is the end, and we went to your property and we were like, all right, we're forming our own civilization, it'd be like, let's name it SpongeBob. I, like, what? I am the mayor. Yeah, it's, it, no, it's you'd come yeah. up with a cool name, right? Oh, absolutely. And, and you think about the people who had no choice, and their their apartment happened to be within Chad. <laughs> can you imagine? And they're like, "Honey, we're stuck in Chad." Like, can you can you like? I want to see that documentary from Netflix. I, I, so I had friends that were in Baltimore, and yeah. when the Baltimore riots were getting like really aggressive, they were sending me videos out their windows, and I was like, "So what's your plan? Like, are you just going to stay in? Because there's people." Like smashing cars and doing all that shit outside your, like outside your house. Yeah. Are you just gonna call up work and be like, hey, I can't come outside today because there's a riot out front. Like we have to deal with like what forest fires. Yeah. And we have to deal with snow. Yep. Um, like natural things. Mm -hmm. Well, we don't have to deal with maniacs in the streets starting their own civilization or smashing cars or pulling people out of cars or rioting. Or, oh yeah, we have yeah. we have protests here, but they're not people from Montana. Have you noticed that? Oh no, they, they bust them in. Yeah, they bust these. They bust them in. And it's like, a fucking. And you'll see that, you, Thomas. You'll you'll see uh, next time there's protests. It's people that definitely aren't from here, and I'm not saying that from a race thing or anything. It's just like it's people that aren't. They don't live here. They and, come in on a bus from somewhere else. Oh, yeah, and, they're and not, they get dropped off. They're their not. Signs. They're not educated. They can't hold up a debate. When yeah. I was in Ferguson, it was actually the people that actually rioted were from out of town and were a it's part crazy. of like Black Panthers yeah. and stuff. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. And that's, I mean, this is, it's, it's people that, it's very strange around here, but they're very, the one thing I do like is they stay right on that corner. Mm-hmm. And then when I know that that's happening, I just drive different ways and they're, they don't get violent. But holy shit, if they were getting violent or they were doing anything weird like that, like that, ugh. Luckily, we don't have to deal with that. Yeah. Um, yeah. For now. Yeah, for now. No. And then you, on your property, will never have to deal with that because the Teslas, to get out to your property, are going to run out of a charge by the time they get there. <laughs> or it'll be too cold for the batteries to actually sustain and keep going. 
Yeah. So it's uh it's Luckily you're collecting old trucks, so you'll never have to deal <laughs> yeah, with Yeah, so that truck that truck you saw on my stories last night, that's my EMP machine. So if an EMP goes off, guess what? That that sixty-three Chevy is still gonna be cruising around. You're you're so you're pretty prepped. Uh I According to my standards, I am not. According to the average man, they'd be like, oh my gosh, you're Moses ready to go into the wilderness for 40 years. I'm not, I'm not ready. Yeah. And when people are like, are you ready? I'd say there's a very small population of people that are like, I'm absolutely ready. Because there's always prep to do to get ready. How much time of your day do you spend towards prepping? Oh, it, it used to depend. I mean, right now, now that I'm living on my property full time, it's just a means of getting everything organized. So yeah, that is in a sort of way preparation. I've just been displaced. Don't you dare convince me that antiquing is prepping. Hey, actually, it is. Would you like to go there, sir? Yes, take me Would there. Like to go there. Take, okay. So, so listen, I want to start with what is the difference? What is the difference between your mom's Jesus statues? And what you do. So for people you who, realize it's the same for people thing. People who right? don't know, my mother has over three thousand nativity scenes. Uh, pause there. They need to soak that in. Yeah. Three thousand. It is Christmas year round in her home. Um, you can't go to the bathroom without seeing at least ten nativities in but the bathroom. Hella organized. Yeah, they are hella organized. Yeah. On display. Oh yeah, it's, it's, they're themed. There's an eight. She has eight bedrooms, and they're all themed. So there's like the Asian room, which is full of all Asian baby Jesus's uh, nativity scenes, and it just goes up Middle Eastern room, full of Middle Eastern baby Jesuses, like bear baby Jesus. Yep, bear baby that... Jesus, eagle baby Jesus. Those ones are saved more for the bathroom. Okay. <laughs> and there's the kids' room, which is you know the fun nativities, but. Um, Rob is trying to accuse me of saying that I hoard things I'm like saying, my mother. I'm saying that you are just a different version. See, the yeah, thing there's is, a correlation. Maybe there. hers is a spiritual need. Mine is actually a need. Listen, listen. So when I see you, tell me. When I see you in your story, you know, poking fun at your mother's nativity scenes, and then I go to your place and I realize that, like, hey man, nobody needs <laughs> ten antique. Uh, Cash registers. Yes, they do. You need 10. All right, Rob, we're getting into this. All right, we're Let's getting go. into it. All right, boom. All right, so when the economy fails, so yes. what happened in 1929? I don't know. Educate me. They were stock market crash. Okay. Boom. Done. Okay. And then what happened to the crops? We dried up. We had a big, the Dust Bowl. Do you remember the Dust Bowl? I wasn't alive for the Dust Bowl. No. I wasn't alive either, but this is history, Rob. This is well, you said, do, do I remember it as if I was there? Do you remember? Okay, sorry. Do, Listen, do you man, remember in history books in yes. high school when they yeah. tell you about these things? Okay. So one of the biggest things that happened during that time was the barter system. The barter system picked up like crazy. Mm. So bartering is going to go up tenfold. And for people who are just like, well, how can I relate this to what you're talking about to me? Um, or not, not Game of Thrones. What's the other game one? Um, with Katniss. What? Katniss. I'm talking about a movie. The, the ga game. Hunger. Hunger, Hunger Games. Games. Yes, okay. thank you. Hunger Games. Boom. So I haven't, so Hunger Games. I haven't seen either. Well, that's right. Game you're not, you're not a movie guy. Uh, n not you're really. not a movie guy. Yeah, when I lived with you, I remember we went over this. Okay, hey, I'm not going to hold that against you. That's good. Okay, cool. That's good. But actually, okay, so, so the Hunger Games. In the Hunger Games, it's, it takes place in the future. Okay. And basically, it's it's actually pretty believable what could happen because it, there's basically a bunch of different areas or tribes 
okay. right? And then they offer up different um, tributes to fights in honor of basically the government and remembering how their government came to be. So they offer up these tributes and they have to fight to the death. Anyways, before in the movie, it shows them at these little markets and they're literally just bartering for goods. Money isn't really a big thing. It's mainly bartering. Okay. So I relate that. Like, I'll give you a horse for uh, two cows. Yep, exactly. So when you come and see my antiques, when you see my five okay. cash registers, people are going to need cash registers to collect silver coins or whatever needs there are. Fuck. People will need what I have, and I'm going to be a very you mean wealthy, people. bartering man with my hordes of treasure. People would Maybe call this shit, but yeah, pretty much. Holy shit. My next thing I was going to go to was criticize you for the antique uh, Peaky Blinders um, baby stroller. But now with your new reasoning, yeah, I mean, there's going to be a bunch of people out there with these newfangled baby strollers that are falling apart. <laughs> Which and are... you're going to be like, hey, I got one from the fucking 1910. Yeah. Hey, your shopping cart isn't working good. I've got a 1910 baby stroller that's going to work out better. Shit. It's not a healthy hobby, Rob. I just want it's to not you unhealthy the more that you've educated me now. Well, it's just... It's just... Uh, I was so wrong. Well, it's just how you all look at it, too. Maybe it's the way I'm justifying it, too. Wait, you don't put me in a you-all category. <laughs> I just got fucking dropped into fucking... Well, everybody who you looks all. at me, Like, my, you my, my ex-wife is just like... Every, hey. every time she finds out about a girl I might be talking to or something, my ex will always throw out, Does she know you're a hoarder? Does she? And I say it proudly. And I'm what just did like, I yeah, say? Hey, does, hey, hey. I want to get out of this fucking you all category you just put me into. All right, jump out. When on. I walked into your property, what was like one of the first things I said? You're like, I'm going to check out your shit. Oh, well, I said that, but I said, wow, if I was a girl, I would date <laughs> you. Because this is fucking rad back here. Isn't that what I said? <laughs> it is. That's and you, you all. And you, I saw that's all true. Your and shit. you literally walked through, which. You know, if I didn't already have a man crush on you, just perked up, you were just like, I don't see one item in here that you wouldn't need. I was like, that's my kind of guy. Yeah, if that's my kind of guy right the there. Shit. So I apologize and for putting listen, you in the you all category. Listen, I get the cash register thing. I'm just busting your balls. I wanted you, <laughs> my correlation was I wanted you to realize that. You're the asking world, the questions everybody wants. When, when, when the world goes to shit and your mom, 3,000. So let's think about that. Yeah. I mean, even if every nativity scene was worth $10. She has $30,000 of inventory in her house that she can barter with. Oh, absolutely. You just have to find that many people who are still praising Jesus and not forsaken him for allowing the world to fall well, apart. We're all, all going to have to go back to Jesus. Book of Revelation, baby. It's, this is actually pre-written. This shit's supposed to happen. So yeah, she'll have like 30 grand worth of you know, nativities. But she'll probably barter for flour and sugar and stuff. Yeah, and then she, and she'll ride it out. Yeah, exactly. And you won't, you won't have to barter at all. No. So I guess I can get rid of a cash register here or there. Don't do it. All right. Buy more storage containers and fill them up. <laughs> my, so also leaving there, that was one of my big thoughts was like, I need a storage, I need a storage container. Yeah. Well, with me and my work, actually, I'm also able to use people are just like, this crazy person just collecting all this stuff. This all comes back to my marketing too, guys, because all these antiques and everything, I'll be able to incorporate them within my marketing traits. You take a nice, beautiful gun, you put it right in front of a nice antique, you take a picture, boom, that antique slash prep is actually now a prop for my work. One of my favorite things is seeing the photos. So I drove up my road one day and I also live 
close to the middle of nowhere. You live in what? It's like a four mile road. So yeah, it's uh, well, it's three miles to my brother's house, and then probably yes. another two miles. So yeah. I'm like I'm like five miles from my farmhouse. Yeah, so, so it's like dirt, and, and it's a dirt road. Yeah, that's what I love. Yeah, it's great. You know? So I'm driving up my dirt road, and then when you get to my my private road, no one's allowed on that road. Mm -hmm. And I'm pulling up, and I see from afar away that someone's having a yard sale. And when was this? This was in the middle of winter. This is in the middle of winter. It is. I don't know, nine degrees outside, and there is collectively three to four feet of snow on the ground. And I'm driving up, and I was like, this is a private road. Why the fuck is someone having a yard sale? This is, like, the weirdest thing ever. And then my brain goes, oh, you know what? It's those people, and they're probably moving into their house, and now they're stuck. So now they had to unload all of their furniture and stuff from the truck so they can get the truck dug out. Like, I formed that whole thing oh, in my head. Nice. And then I pulled up, and I was like, oh, wait, no, that's Vaughn. <laughs> <laughs> it was me. <laughs> and that's when I really realized the value of your uh, collection of goods. Because I'm seeing Chesterfield, like, the guy brought Chesterfield couches out into the woods. And, like, you, I mean, you had rugs and rugs and pelts and everything. And I was just like, my man has a fucking movie set in the back of his truck. And now when I see these winter photos, I'm like, that was from the movie set. Yeah. And you can't even tell it was all shot the same day. Yep. I mean, you just did a Definitely. giant content grab that day. And, like, I've never seen anyone take a Chesterfield couch out into the Neither woods. had the photographer. The photographer no was just like, what? Oh, okay, we're doing this. Yeah. And I just sort of gave you a casual, what's up, bud? Mm -hmm. And you're like, hey. And I just kept driving home. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it went from, like, making no sense to realizing it was you. I'm like, yeah, makes total sense. Yeah. All right, nice. But I think that's the value you bring as a quote-unquote influencer or uh, marketing agency or yeah. well, I forget what you actually call yourself. Man of influence. <laughs> there we go. There we go. I like that. Man people of influence. People don't do that. No, no, it, it all depends on how serious people take it and where what they're willing to do to. How are you, brand how are you dealing with your uh, with being throttled back as a man of influence um, for multiple reasons? Oh yeah. Let's start with. Uh, the Instagram platform itself or the platforms themselves throttling you back. Yeah, you know, obviously the opportunity, it, they literally throttle back your opportunity of getting that exposure, but they're doing it for a reason because they don't want people to be influenced to, because I'm called the man spot. Yeah. You know, they don't want pe men to be influenced to be masculine, yeah. to cut their own wood, to do things that they don't want men to be doing. So obviously there's an agenda there as well as we talked about, you know, demasculizing society. So it, it, uh, it's hard in that aspect of knowing the potential I could have if I, you know, if it was an even playing field. Yeah. Uh, and then my next question is, when are you coming back to do, because uh, I know you stopped skits mm -hmm. for a little while. Yeah, I went through a divorce and, uh, you know, the creative side of me and my mind was just, you know, you just kind of get lost yeah. of who you are, your identity, and you're just like, what's going on? And, you know, it, it, it's tough going through that for anybody. And I actually read up on this study about blood work. There was a scientist who was looking up blood work and studying people's blood. And uh, he actually said people who are going through intense trauma, like it after like a car wreck or something, yeah. like, and somebody who's going through the loss of a child or a friend or even a divorce, the blood is, it's traumatized yeah. uh, in the human body. And uh, so when I read that, I was like, wow. So I guess you could say I've been working through that trauma of my, my new self yeah. and getting back to my roots. Because like when I'm moving things and when I'm out in the woods, I'll still think of like funny content. 
And I'm just like, okay, I just have to make that into a skit. I have to make that into uh, what I once was, mm -hmm. which was funny content, as yes. as you love, as yeah. you love funny content. So I would say within the next uh, you know month or so, it'll be stronger than ever. I've just needed. Uh, You're taking a break. Yeah, it was it, it was almost a two year break, which was needed. Yeah, much yeah. needed. Kind of like. You know, not that I'm an actor, but I'm a sub actor of some sorts of a content creator. You'll see them go on breaks for like, you know, a couple of years yeah. to get their mind right. And then they'll come back and have a little comeback. So have you seen his, his, his skits? Hilarious. We were talking about technology and how technology sucks. And the next thing we know, the audio is bad in the entire episode. So, so we're clear the audio prior to this was recorded on a cell phone, <laughs> a cell phone across the room. So they immediately turned the volume down here. And now we're audio. back. Boom. We're back. We're on good microphones. Everything should be fine. I think. Um, yeah. And let's wrap up this podcast. Cause we talked for a while. We did. So where do people find you? So Instagram is the main jam, the man spot or Facebook the man spot or past the plethora of mailboxes you don't want people coming to your <laughs> in house in the forest they couldn't even get to my house if they wanted to no there's no way there's a there's a gate and there's a very nice gate there's 22 wolves running around out there there's a pack of wolves the pack of 22 well, you better make sure they all line up so when you shoot them with your 10 round uh california compliant bag <laughs> then yeah well, the, so you, you shoot the first 10 kill shots. Boom, 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 boom. And then the rest you negotiate with. There's 12 wolves you got to negotiate with. Yeah. You can probably negotiate. I don't know. It didn't work so well for the three little pigs. You know, and the one big bad wolf. So that was, that's not real. Oh, okay. This is real. You Republicans <laughs> live in fantasy lands. All right, where else can they find they you? They can't find me. All right. Uh, I will be kicking back on my YouTube, which is the man spot underscore. That's where we kind of did our, uh, you know, just the vlogs of the family life. So if you get extremely bored, that's just the man spot on the day to day basis when I lived in Salt Lake City, Utah. And now when I kick the, the vlogs back on, it's going to be more homesteading and uh, just my, my kids raising kids the way they should be raised. And I like content. it. Fuck you, yeah, man. All right, dude. Well, that's it. Sorry about the audio on the podcast, guys. We fucking suck. I suck. Technology, it wasn't my fault in all fairness. You don't suck. We love you. Thanks, man. See you guys.